0: IndyCar's back, and Scott Dixon starts the quest for lucky number seven. Welcome back to Motorsport 101. Uh, our favourite single-seater series, not named Formula 2, is back. Hey everybody, I'm Andre Harrison. And welcome to episode 296 of the Motorsport 101 podcast, and uh, yeah... Welcome to the season finale of what we call season preview season here on the podcast, because everyone's doing season previews and this is the last one we're really doing and it's gonna be for the 2021 NTT Data IndyCar series. I almost said Verizon there. Oh I saved myself at the last minute. Uh good good job me. Um with me, as always. Ryan right, Eric King. How are you finding your new studio? Uh, it is
1: fun, a whole lot easier, and I can't believe we're ta- we might be talking about seven
0: again. Yeah, again. Like you thought you were sick of this last year, we're doing it all over again. <laughs> Only this time, it's in a. Over you know, this time, it's over an Australian fella.
1: Um, oh man, we're, we're we're not we're not in the. Uh... Basement of a housing project
0: <laughs> uh, No definitely not and I can hey, put my car keys back
1: in my pocket
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True <laughs> Very true <laughs> I was like don't worry go. King If you're sick of this now don't worry we'll bring it back next year To talk about Jonathan Ray Oh <laughs> god <laughs> We'll oh, keep no. that street going. It's like it's the third wheel on the lucky on the lucky 7 slot machine. You, you can't wait. Um, I, I
1: would say something about World Superbike, but if I
0: do, I'll be in trouble. <laughs> 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 oh dear. That's, that's, that's not a good sight. Let's move on quickly. So RJ, suddenly in the background
2: here. appears a a former member of our network brandishing a knife.
0: <laughs> 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 oh dear. Oh, here. Hello, sir.
3: I'm going to miss you, Barbara Motorsports Park. I'm going to miss you being Aww. about two hours driving distance away. Uh, but such is what happens when you move all the way up uh, that way across the country. Uh, I'm excited for this season. It, it's it's going to
0: be great. Indeed. Can't wait. And Cam Buckley is here, who is angry at all of us because he's had to record this new studio setup, which we'll get to very shortly. Um, he's had to be forced to use Google, Google Chrome for the first time in about six years
2: <laughs> There's nothing like looking into a browser that you haven't used since the early 2010s <laughs> Seeing your imported from Internet Explorer bookmarks Ooh. and seeing a bunch of music uploads that have been all been copyrighted <laughs> <laughs> They're all gone My recording of the 1992 Pearl Jam Unplugged, gone.
0: Oh. Oh, dear. Um, uh, A moment of silence for his Pearl Jam recording. It was the only minute silence we're doing on this podcast this week. Oh, lord. (laughs) What are we talking about today, Dre? (laughs) Um... I, um, I don't know, apparently I'm going off to the Tower of London in a minute, but uh, you three can talk about the 2020 we're IndyCar season preview. Especially, We're about to have
2: show. a minute silence for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey man, get, you know me as well, we'll get it out of the way together. We'll, we'll, we'll make it a two minute silence, we'll just stack them back to back before the Formula One race starts. It's like stacking um,
2: two lasagnas together, thus creating mm. one lasagna
0: delicious um (laughs) so we'll be talking uh 2021 indycar season preview we'll be going through all the full-time runners and riders from team penske all the way down to carlin um and we'll be breaking all of that down over the next probably hour or so on the show and uh yeah a lot of reasons to be excited Um, just generally speaking, if you want to be a little bit generic for a minute here, all three of our favorite series we cover on this podcast are all racing this weekend. We have Formula One and Imola, MotoGP at Portimao, with the return of Mark Marquez confirmed. We'll talk about that on our next episode, although it'll probably be a bit weird talking about it in the past tense. Yeah, Mark Marquez finished third in Portimao! And we had no idea he was coming back! (laughs) Um, so... (laughs) Upload orders. It's a strange time. we're recording both this and two nine seven at the same time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be uh, it'll be fun breaking all of that down. And of course, IndyCar's season uh, for open, season opener at uh, Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama. So that'll be very fun indeed. Places you can find us as we get the general housekeeping out of the way first. though, we're on YouTube.com/slash forward Motorsport101. If you're watching us on there, hi! Hit the like button, subscribe, hit the bell so you, you know when our ne- upload goes live. I'm not sure how king's going to organize it but i'm sure we'll have our social media handles on the screen like we had before yes. so you can follow us on twitter at motorsport underscore 101 our handles are on the screen right now if you're watching on youtube if you're listening on audio they're uh, at harrison101hd at ryan eric king at C Buckley 917 and at rj o'connell you can follow us on instagram for the latest updates on there as well at motorsport101pod and if you really, really like us, you can back us financially on Patreon. Now, I've got to be a little bit different about how I word this and you'll see why in a minute. But don't worry, the audio tiers and the video tiers are still saying the same. Five bucks for the audio tier, ten bucks for the video versions as well. But we're going to be recording it a little bit differently. We used to record via Discord directly. We're no longer doing that. Um, we're doing. We're using an app called Riverside FM instead, um, but what we'll do is in the supporters club of our Discord server, you'll have links to be able to either join the Riverside FM room we record in as an audience member or have access to an unlisted YouTube live stream we'll have instead as well. You'll still be able to listen to these shows live as they're being recorded. It's just a little bit different. So, don't worry, it will work out fine. It's, it's more complicated, it's less complicated than I made it sound, I promise. <laughs> but don't worry, all yeah, but, uh... the audio and video tiers remain the same. That is a promise. So if you really, really like us, you can back us financially on there. Good times indeed. All all, all, all details and all of that stuff as well. And our entire archive on our website, motorsport101.com. But in the meantime, let's get into what's going to be an uh, awesome time, the 2021 IndyCar Season Preview, right after this. So, just a, a little bit more general housekeeping before we get into the real nitty gritty of this. Don't worry, we haven't forgotten the Indy 500 part-timers. We will cover those in a bit more detail during the month of May. We've When won- they actually show
3: up for yeah.
0: their appearances. Yeah, minor spoiler alert though, we're probably going to be seeing a return of Bump Day. You've been warned.
2: Yeah, um, pretty much. Uh, I think it's pretty definitive that we are going to see it this year.
0: Yeah, yeah it's going to be it's looking uh, more or less nailed on.
2: Always adds another
0: element of drama to the month of May. Of course. Uh, did you miss it last year? Uh, well, <laughs> it's probably back. defensive <laughs> screams oh, and Mac-
2: screams in McLaren IndyCar
0: <laughs> Still one of the all-time classics. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go team by team, we'll introduce the drivers, and we'll have a little chat about each team as we go down the list. Like I said, this is just the full-time runners and the part-timers are doing a bit more than just the month of May, for example. There's a few instances where guys will also be splitting cars, we'll break that down in greater detail as well. I'll give you a hint, one of them involves Ed Carpenter. I know, you're shocked. Um, So, Without further ado, let's tackle the main juggernaut first and foremost, Team Penske. Um, back to four cars this year. They only had three last year, but we have four full-time runners again. It's like when I first got into the series in 2014 all over again. Um, returning in the number two car, Joseph Newgarden, last year's championship runner-up. Number 12 again, Will Power in the 12 car, Simon Pagano in the 22 car, And we have a very exciting new rookie in the number three car, three-time Australian Supercars champion, three times over, Scott McLaughlin makes his full-time debut after filling in towards the end of last year at St. Petersburg for his official debut, I guess you could say, but uh, this will be his first full-time season, so... Last season was probably one of disappointment for Team Penske. They lost both major honours they were holding on to in 2020, with Takuma winning the 500 and, of course, Dixon taking his sixth title as well in the main series. A season of frustration, New Garden made a late charge, Pagino was only flashes of his usual brilliance, Power is probably still mad at his pit crew low-key. Where do we sit on... Penske the team at this point, because I, I was wondering, is Roger going to take two years of a major honour in a row, without making changes, I think? I'm want going to throw it to you guys,
2: on mm. this
1: one. I, I'd say definitely no. Penske is always, you know, one of, they always want to be in the position where they're perennial contenders for either the championship or the 500. And last year, they they put that case out there strong where it's like last year they were heavily like, I can't remember the last time a rookie was as hotly anticipated
2: as Scott McLaughlin. When Roger Penske is saying you're one of the most talented drivers I've had since Rick Mears. That is, that is high praise. And obviously we've seen what Scotty McLaughlin is capable of. He ran the supercar f- the supercar's field over. Years in a row. Um, was it two years ago? He was so dominant that the series was punishing the Ford Mustang as a whole. And he was the only one winning in it. And, uh, I mean, last year... Really a story of missed opportunities with Penske. 500, they were never really in contention. They looked fast in race trim... But Chevy's issues in qualifying trim, coupled to the race we saw where there really wasn't much of any passing, past really third place, they were mired in the pack and there was nothing they could do. The title, on the other hand, you can point to three or four races where they threw a whole bag of points right in the trash, especially for New Garden
3: and Power. It's amazing to think that in a season last year, we had 14 races. Penske drivers combined went half of them. And we're talking about 2020 like it was a crushing disappointment. <laughs> Who are they? Which is oh, on Yamamoto the that's kind. Yamamoto that's GP? Get of out of my head, Harrison! That's Get kind out of, of my the, head! That's the standard that Penske sets for themselves. And I don't see any reason to think that they won't be contending for... To win half the races again To at least have one of their cars If not two or three As I drop my microphone for a second uh,
2: They need to show better at the 500 I don't think that's so much on them As it is on their engine supplier mm-hmm. uh, But in the year I mean New Garden was as competitive as ever I don't think last year's title loss Is necessarily on him Power mm, When he's good, he is still just as good as he ever was. When he's not, it can be rough. And Pagino, listeners know, Simon Pagino is my boy. Simon Pagino would tell you that he wasn't good enough last year. Bar the occasional flash, the last-to-first challenge. That's about it as far as last year. And Pagino Ah. knows that he needs to be better because... He came off a year where he won the Indy 500 in one of the most dominant, modern performances at Indy, yeah. and was mm-hmm. champion five years ago.
3: Hell, first he half of the, the season, the first, yeah, of the first half of 2020, the first half of 2020, Pagano was not all that bad. Hell, he was second in the championship after after the Iowa double hit a, had a weekend, and then only had about... He didn't have a single top five finish for the rest of the season. That was pretty much the opposite of what happened to Will Power, who it seems like for the second or third year in a row, just got out of the gates too slow to make a championship run.
2: Yeah, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but when you have the opportunities that Penske had last year, you can't give them up to someone like uh, one Mr. Scott Sixen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be the main threat. Penske knows that's probably going to be the main threat. They have three exceptional bullets in the chamber, all former series champions. Um, Two of the three having won 500s in their own right as well. And yeah, like, how do you guys think Scott McLaughlin will fail? I did not know that Roger thought that highly of him. Like, I know, obviously, giving him a seat in his car and making a fourth car for him is probably already a massive endorsement, but... He like. gave
2: him the yellow
0: submarine. <laughs> yeah.
2: that, is royalty. <laughs> that is royalty in the Penske hierarchy. Uh, I think Scott uh, might take a little bit of time to adapt. I think once he does, Scott McLaughlin is going to acquit himself. I think he's going to do very, very well.
3: Here's a yeah. few things that Scott has in his factor. He has a full off-season to deal with, not a weird pandemic-affected mm-hmm. off-season to, uh, to mm-hmm. work with to get adjusted to the car. Um, anecdotally guys that come out of 10 tops tend to do a lot better than people think once you, cause like Frank Headey came out of straight out of DTM, did quite well. Wickens came straight out of DTM, was doing quite well in his rookie year, which was unfortunately cut short. Rosenquist yeah. comes with a background of GT3s. He does exceptionally well. Um, I don't think there's any reason to think that Scott McLaughlin is not being put in a position to succeed. And if he does, uh, they have a driver that is um, is going to carry them into the future for many, many years to come if he succeeds at this. And he's certainly talented enough to do so.
1: Yeah, his, his talent say, is
2: above reproach.
1: Like, I'd say if, if I'm Scott McLaughlin, my goal would be finish top ten in the championship and get a maiden win. That, that'd be... My goals for the year, Vlas Malkofin. I, sure.
0: I think
2: he will as well. I think we'll see him in contention to win, if not winning races,
0: at least by the end of this year. High praise, decent expectations. It's the Penske way. We, you, yeah, we, you know it, we know it, and we barely touched
3: on my guy Joseph Newgarden.
2: <laughs> who, who the, the who might. perennial championship contender
3: yeah yeah we'll get you uh at least three or four wins a year solid always going to be in the midst um it's an odd it's an odd numbered year um coming off an unsuccessful defense of a championship and uh that seems to be when joseph finds his seventh and eighth gears
2: hashtag uh reclaim the one it's hashtag Russia.
3: reclaim the one again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. And uh, look, we know what Team Penske's all about. It's championship or 500 or both or bust.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, so I can't believe we've barely mentioned Joseph Newgarden, who pound for pound might be the best driver in the series all round. Like he's been, I mean, I have a, He's been championship, he's either won the title or been runner up the last three years. That is insane in a, in a division that is that talented and has Scott Dixon at the front of the field. And he's still like, got
3: 10 good years of his prime left ahead of him, health willing.
0: Still only 29 years mean, on old as well. Look at last year. I
2: mean, Penske were, let's, let's call a spade a spade. They were garbage in the 500. Yeah. Mm. New Garden was the one who was able to get through the field. Through clever pit strategy and good driving, and without that, if they were more competitive at the 500, his run at Dixon to f- close out the year, when Dixon had a, uh, we thought we all thought it was almost insurmountable, mm. and he he alone made a championship of it. Didn't quite yeah. get there in the end, but he gave it his everything and made Scott Dixon look over his shoulder by the end of the year.
0: Ooh. Yeah, we, we, we literally, I remember we recorded the 500 last year afterwards and we thought Dixon, even though he finished second in the 500 that year, had one hand on overall title already because you still get 80 points for second place. So, yeah. you know, we were all sitting there thinking, OK, he's not won the 500. I know Dixon really wants another 500 ring, but it still put him in prime position for the championship, which it did. It was a bit tight at the end, but he still got him over the line, and that's the most important thing. But yeah, yeah Penske, we know how it goes. It's championships or bust, and uh, yeah. Let's get into the chasing pack behind them. First and foremost, the second of the massive four-car big-name fleets, Andretti also sports, and I like to say in brackets, <laughs> and friends. And because friends. We have Because we have Steinbrenner running the 29 car as well. And we have um, Herter's gang as well at Marco's car, but as we talked about in January earlier this year, Marco is only running the 500 this year while he ventures into other series. In the meantime, they have amassed what can only be described as a fleet of ridiculous talent. Um, In the 26 car, Colton Herter, who finished third in the championship last year, and it's still easy to forget, is still only 20 years old. <laughs> Alex Rossi in the 27 car. Ryan Hunter Ray in the 28 car. And returning in the 29 car. The people's champion, the, the mayor of Hinchtown, James Hinchcliffe. Dre's champion. Is back this, as well. Dre is the people. <laughs> Number one in my heart. James Hinchcliffe <laughs> is back for 2021. And, uh, I mean. The way I summed it up in the, in the notes, and I'm gonna, when that that's when we wrote this out, was: if James Hinchcliffe is your flaw, what sort of team have you amassed here? Like hmm. this is a, it's this a, juggernaut. Is a nasty looking. It's a juggernaut looking team, and then you look at it and you realise the best performing Andretti last year was Colton Herta, who had like an incredible season last year. They finished third overall. Again, wheat's wax lyrical about how talented this series is. For Colton Herter to finish third overall in his second full-time season is unbelievably Incredibly good. Impressive. Yeah. Being it, it a go young driver still in the like...
2: car
3: is really, really hard. And I want to say, like, the only bad weekend that Colton Herter had was in Iowa. Otherwise, yeah. he was just rattling off top fives, podiums, top tens. He, of course, won mid-Ohio from the pole in pretty convincing fashion.
2: He was Andretti Autosport's only shining light in what was otherwise a pretty dismal year. Mm. Because Mm. for all the talent they have, and they have more than enough, Andretti Autosport just haven't performed lately. It's almost as if they've overextended themselves, where Alexander Rossi... Was just walking under every ladder, walking by every black cat, stepping on every crack in the sidewalk. Mm. Uh, I,
0: I, it's I almost impossible it, to have worse
2: luck than Alex did last I, year. I,
0: I, I nicknamed it "Bad Car and G" in the show notes because that's exactly what it was. He just had. Uh, he was. I think he was taken out of maybe four different races last year and still finished in the top ten of the championship. We all yeah, know.
2: Yeah. alongside Takuma, he was the only guy who gave Scott Dixon
0: a thought at the 500. Mm, pretty much. Uh, I think it's fair to say, King, if it's dialed in, there's no reason why Alex Rossi can't win a championship or yeah. anything on in in this series. He's just that good all round.
1: Yeah, like Alexander Rossi should be should be within realistic reach of the championship. At every season finale for the rest of his career. Like, there's no reason he can on talent.
2: Yeah, his talent, I mean, we've seen it. Um, Of course, a couple years ago, championship battles where he was just going hammer blows with New Garden all the mm-hmm. way to the very end of the year. And it's just odd to last year, we didn't really see him running at the front. At all, other than the 500.
3: I've got his racing reference stats up. Um, He only had eight lead lap finishes out of 14 races, and he only led in three laps. Uh, He had four DNFs, um, which I don't even think he had that for the last two seasons combined.
2: Yeah. It was an off year for a driver we know is better than what his results showed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, one of the very best in, in the series, and yeah, it's it's he'll still I think he's still the psychological leader of this team, but he's got backup now beneath him with Colton Herter, where Andretti for the first time in a while might have two genuine bullets in the chamber for for both major honors in the series. I wanna mention twenty-eight on, on Hunter Ray for a second as well. This is his age forty season now for Captain America. I wonder is he in a vulnerable position now? I know he brings a lot of sponsorship. I know the DHL car is an iconic part of the team. But 10th place for a guy of his level last year? RHR... As, could, could that since, be a weak since the,
2: spot? Since the introduction of the IR18, Ryan hunter Ray just hasn't been... He hasn't been at the races I don't know. He, he, had a great, he
3: had a great first season of the IR 18 level. Let's not forget, in 2018, he won twice and finished fourth in the standings, but it's been a gradual decline ever since, mm. where he went from eighth to tenth. And, you know, that's still a pretty high standard if you consider a guy that's still finishing consistently in the top 10 in the standings in decline. But we Some drivers would love Hunter to Ray. have that decry.
2: But we think of Ryan Hunter Ray as someone who's fighting for Indy 500s, fighting for championships. For a long time, was leading the charge for Andretti Autosport. Yeah, it's. I, I hope we see a resurgence out of him because he's always a fun presence at the front of the sport. Um, his battle with Kastnernev in 2014 for the 500 is Ooh. one of my favorites.
0: Sea mm, mm. wheels on the grass, legendary. No, like like you said, it it again. It, it, it's just perspective. Like Hunter raised the third wheel in this team and he'd be at least a two in almost any other team in the field, bar bar Penske, I would say. So, again, it just puts into perspective that Andretti is going all in on driver talent this year. We've barely even mentioned James Hinchcliffe, who's seemingly come home after tried to be the big fish at Smith-Peterson, didn't work out, was out of the sport altogether last year. We saw him on the broadcast back (laughs) full-time. Back full-time, you know, replacing Zach Veach. Um look, I, I said on Twitter to people that because there's a lot of people out there that, that, you know, don't think James should be on this level, and I say this before, if, if he's your fourth option, it's a luxury pick in that sense, you know, where, if you've got the luxury to be able to run four cars, you can do a hell of a lot worse for a fourth option than James Hinchcliffe, right? Well, just as well, I mean, he
2: came in last year, part-time, had been out of the sport, hadn't driven a car with the arrow screen implemented and did pretty well he
3: he Mm. reached the fast nine in the 500 which is something that is well documented at times he would have killed to have that at his previous employer Mm. and he finished in the top Mm. 10 like he barely been away at the 500 yeah that's what still gives me confidence that like look even if james Hinchcliffe is never gonna be an indycar series champion He's still going to be a contender at the Indianapolis 500. He's still going to be a contender to give you at least one win a season. And people genuinely like this dude. He's good for the sport. Yeah, he's ambassador. a
2: great ambassador for IndyCar.
1: Yeah. yeah, and while we still haven't covered all three teams in the Big 3 yet, if, say, Hinchcliffe and Hunter Ray are drivers 11 and 12
2: out of the 12 seats in the Big 3, that ain't
1: that ain't bad.
3: Nah, hey, no.
1: bad.
2: No, and um, I think being full time, being in a, a, what must have, it must be a better environment than what it had to have been at Schmidt Peterson by the end of oh, that no. partnership. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think Hinch will do fine this year.
3: I do too. Maybe and the a win or this- two.
0: Yeah, and I think there's no there's no real pressure on him to really succeed in this setup. Given as I said, he's the floor guy in this team. Like, they're going to be expecting probably Herter and maybe, and obviously probably Rossi to be their two frontline contenders. Like, if they can get Hinch or Hunter Ray up there as well, hey, you're playing with house money at this point. Yep. So that's that's the luxury of having Hinch as a fourth option. And as RJ alluded to, they're going to have five cars for the 500 at least. And Marco Andretti, he was—I know he had an awful time last season—but qualified on pole for the 500 and yeah. was, you know, still a guy that can challenge for the real, you know, crown jewel of the season, which if is the 500. Nothing else. They just
3: that Marco Andretti has. If he has no other value, whatever you think of Marco Andretti as a driver, um, they really appreciate having his setup knowledge at Andretti Autosport. Particularly for Dudes who may have been new to this game or may have been out of sorts for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean, he is, uh, he was, he's the setup anchor of Andretti Autosport at the 500. Yeah. Has been for a decade. And it's also hard to ignore
1: the, the marketing value of Marco Andretti possibly winning the Indianapolis 500. Like, the only thing that comes close to it is someone winning their fourth 500.
2: That is. We'll we'll talk about that guy later. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's come unplugged. Um, And (sighs) what I want to cap off Andretti Autosport with is I think what they need to be careful with is, like last year, they need to be careful that they don't overextend themselves as a team. Because Mm. it feels like they were running so many cars and trying to put so much resource into all of them that it kind of diluted the team. Uh, Herta was great. Herta also never once looked like he was ever going to make a run at the championship. Mm. I think that needs to change
0: this year. Big time, big time. The third of the quote-unquote IndyCar Big 3. He likes winners. It's Chip Ganassi racing. Uh, And and CGR again is, is, is expanded to four cars for the season. Um, in the 8 car, Marcus Erickson, our favourite husky chocolate friend. Uh, in the number 9 car, you know him, we know him, Dixie Scott Dixon, the uh, reigning, defending, six-time IndyCar Series champion. And the and the Dixon. World! Thank you. Um, and he's got help. He's got backup, because in the 10 car, replacing Felix Rosenquist, Alex Palou, and uh, we'll get to him briefly. And uh, King, don't don't start flickering back there. Oh, I'm sorry. fine. I'm fine.
2: <laughs> did he? Uh, did he did, do you like my? Do you like my note in the uh, in the set list? Yeah. <laughs> the, one, the,
0: the, the, the one that said, uh, "Quote: Easy to forget, he was on the podium in his third ever race in the series, running top ten in the 500 before spinning and beat." I think Cam added the word embarrassed um, King on iRacing that one time. <laughs> um, the the King, it, it was an honourable second. You know. uh, it, 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 there's no shame in that, you know? <laughs> Alex Paley with the number 10 car. And uh, some guy in a, in a fourth car, the 42... Um,
2: 48. 48. I just, um, I got, um, some I guy... Jim, some guy he who knows Jimmy. a lot about seven. Ooh. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Johnson.
3: Well, he knows he knows more about seven than just about anyone. He knows In more about seven than grits and gravy rolling seventy-seven consecutive sevens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what you know about seven? Pay me uh, every time I go back. Seven to Seven time,
2: bell. NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson, sharing duties with uh, some guy named. Wait, wait! He's
0: still in the league, Tony <laughs> Kanon. Tony Kanon is st- Tony Kanaan is like the drill of IndyCar. He will never log off. Never. He's, he's never logging off. No, Tony Kanon, who was meant to be on a retirement tour last year, is back to run the ovals for Chip in the forty-eight car because Jimmy Johnson's not doing the ovals. Dot dot dot. Yet, apparently, yeah. according to Jennifer Iyer yesterday. It looks like Jimmy might have come around on the idea of running ovals, maybe in twenty twenty two, including the five hundred. But for now, he's only uh, running the road and street courses with TK taking the ovals. I mean, where where else do we start than Scott Dixon? You know, probably favourite on paper. You know, he was unbelievable the first half of, of last season. Even by his standards, he was. It was astonishingly good. Patrick wins um, to
3: start the year. Fort Worth, Indy GP, first half of Road America to open the season. Uh, only finished car. outside the top 10 once all last yeah. season. But and for all true. that he's accomplished, <laughs> for all that he has accomplished in the sport, sits titles, climbing up the wins record list, he's never successfully defended a championship. Not for lack of trying it just hasn't happened yet.
2: Yeah, and um of course last year it took everything Takuma Sato had to end his reign over just a dominant Indy 500 performance.
0: I mean, he was, he was the only man that could give Dixon something to really think about and then beat him in the in the final stint of that race, but it was, it was looking like Dixie was going to roll the field over. 111 at the laps led. More than half the race.
3: Comes away with second place. And again, he's only won one Indianapolis 500, which you think, for a guy that has accomplished so much that he has, you think, he should, God, he should have more than one of these.
0: I mean,
2: it, it's not for lack of trying, but oh, running yeah. up against people like Franky Weldon, the Penske Brigade, of course, uh, Takuma last year. It Every time he goes for the 500, every time he's trying to defend his title, There's someone standing in the way, but Skip, look—he's got fucking Dixon. Pretty much.
0: (laughs) Like, what what more do you you want us to say? Chip
2: Chip Kanasi likes winners, and boy, does he have one! Yeah,
0: he has one of the series' ultimate winners in front of him, right here and now. Like I said. If, if you picked Dixon for either major honour in this series, everyone would just probably nod and go, yeah, it's a fair pick. <laughs> and he's 41. Um, 41 and aging like a fine wine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how old he is. Dixon is just... There has been no sign of decline in Scott Dixon in his age 41 season whatsoever. None. No. Not a sausage, no. not a pancake banner in sight. And even None. when... And nice. as
2: last year proved, even when he perhaps isn't the fastest, is caught out by someone else, he always brings home the points. Oh, he is one of the most relentlessly consistent racing drivers on earth. Mm-hmm. He will punish any mistake. And even when he isn't, he's probably still going to beat you.
3: He had a yeah. garbage weekend by middle, at Mid-Ohio, which is his he had a, second he had a home garbage. by his standard. Yeah, he had a garbage end to the year, and it just didn't matter. Never finish outside the top ten. A garbage weekend by mid Ohio's by his standards of mid Ohio, a track that usually dominates, and he still comes away with two top ten finishes
0: to yeah. you know, maintain
3: his points lead. How do you it, it, stop it, that?
0: It, it took New Garden at his absolute best to even make it interesting. say Goins they almost had their around.
2: they almost had each other's seasons in reverse. Mm. But, of course, the 500 was the difference maker. Dixon was electric in the 500. Again, only beaten by a raging Takuma Sato.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's let's... no
2: reason to think that he won't make another run at it next year, or yeah. this season.
0: Indeed. I mean, let's look, let's look at the other guys in the team. we got to talk about Alex Palou, and this is... Like, again, oh, one of that incredible 2020 rookie class that captured a lot of hearts, a lot of minds on a lot of fans, excited a lot of people, and flew on the podium in his third-ever series race, was running top 10 at the 500 before he was spun out, before he spun himself out, which was a real shame, because he was looking very good all oh, week yeah. at Indianapolis. Like, like if chip like chip likes to build obviously he builds it round Dixon. and that goes without saying he mm. likes having a great rear gunner in the tank car. felix was okay you know you know had a had it was his up first and down. Get to. it was up and down he likes having a rear gunner if you can snag someone as talented as alex this young and he was this good as a rookie i think this is a, i think this is a fantastic move for alex Baden for all parties uh...
2: If he progresses the way, I mean, we watched him last year. RJ and I watched him in Super Formula, and he was sensational. Right,
3: hard to believe that was I, only two years
2: ago. Only two years ago, won a race in torrid conditions. Mm. If he can, if he keeps developing the way he has through Super Formula, and obviously last year in his rookie season. I think they've got a. F- I think they may have the future anchor of Chip Ganassi Racing on their. Yeah, because
3: heaven knows Chip's been looking for for quite a while. It's almost hard to believe, but at one point that was looking like Graham Rahal. God, I remember
2: Graham <laughs> Rahal not racing for Dad's team. <laughs>
3: you remember Graham Rahal racing for Chip? That seemed like forever ago. Rahal and Charlie <laughs> Kimball <laughs> of the Ganassi yeah. B team.
0: If it, it, it was forever ago, like, what do you? What do you mean? I wasn't. I wasn't a fan of the series when Ray Hall wasn't racing for his dad. Uh, like, just, just crazy. But like, you know, that could be it. I want to see guy work. for now. I want to see
3: it work because yeah. I've because heaven knows, guys like Karim Ed Jones, obviously Rosenquist last year. All of them had the incredible, amazing talent that they could have thrived. Ask Ganassi's driver of the future, and they're not here anymore at this team. So, so I'm so hoping it works out for seen. Alex.
2: Ganassi, I think, had the effect that Andretti did last year in that time period. Ganassi, absolutely, they overextended themselves. They uh, they were running too many too many cooks in the kitchen. I think building building your team primarily around Dixon and and Alex, I think, gives them. I think it gives them a balanced approach of someone who's an established winner, champion, every accolade under the sun, and someone who they can build around in the future.
0: Mm, mm. So is, is it going to be like Andretti, where it's like two frontline guys, and then you've got Marcus Ericsson more in a supporting role, and then see what you get with Jimmy? You know, because we've got to talk a bit about Jimmy here as well. Like, again, we talked about Scott. Different end of the of the yo know, career scale different, here, yeah. obviously. Different you know, series. Very different series. All and know, the winning. And, look, and Jimmy is obviously he's, he's he's been an IMSA right now as well and with mixed success. Um yeah, you how, know, do we, how do you feel about Jimmy?
2: Jimmy's done pretty well in Imsa, considering geez, I think this year may be the first time he's ever driven a car without a solid rear axle <laughs> in motorsport. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I also like how King remained completely silent during uh, that Alex section there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to say. <laughs> uh, still angry still, about it. He knows it up close. Still angry on main. Um, mm-hmm. Fair. mm-hmm. Jimmy Johnson at one point was winning so much that they were changing the point system in NASCAR every year to try and counter all of his winning.
3: I can remember at the time I was not a huge Jimmy Johnson fan because he was putting pain and anguish on all the guys I rooted for instead. But after a while, you start to appreciate just what he accomplished in his prime in NASCAR. It's hard to think. When was the last time that we've ever gotten at sight about a 46-year-old rookie?
0: (laughs) (laughs) In yeah, we got the oldest
2: rookie class imaginable in IndyCar this year.
0: Everyone's <laughs> old. It's like last year; it was all we young and ridiculously exciting. This is the complete other end of the scale. When the youngest rookie is twenty-seven, like, and the there's two. Like, we got one in his twenties, one in one in their mid-thirties, and another one who's. Going to be in his late forties later this year. <laughs> Who afford it? Um, it's crazy, but um, I mean, King, what do, you, what do you make of what do you make of Jimmy? Like, where is he going to fit into all of this?
1: I I don't know. It's just one of those things where it, it feels like we're really not going to know until uh,
2: practice on Friday. <laughs> it's going to be I,
0: fascinating. fascinating. I, I, I tend to agree.
2: I mean, we had. We had parts of the 12 hours of Sabering where he was driving uh, in the DPI class where he was genuinely going blow for blow with established prototype drivers on pace. Mm. But a few we know that that's, that's a much
3: different discipline entirely.
2: A much different discipline, but when you consider how different both classes are to what he had been driving for the that's better part of uh, 20 years.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, um, you don't s- listen to. So kind of, kind of, for those that listen to this show regularly, we gush about the talent in Imsa on like on, uh, in in this Discord yeah. on a regular basis. We gush over how great Imsa's driver lineups are <laughs> across the board. So for Jimmy to fit in and not look like a sore thumb is already impressive as it is.
2: Yeah, I, I'm happy to see him expanding his horizons for just you know, he'd done everything there are there was to do in NASCAR, and now he wants to go do something else.
0: And honestly, I respect the, the dedication and the respect he's got for oh, the yeah. series. And the fact he is going both barrels into this. He's coming in humble. He's doing the hard work behind the scenes. He's taking this incredibly seriously. This is not a Fernando Alonso vanity run. This is, you know, a serious attempt to make is his future. Even at age 46, which is a weird thing to say in motorsport, <laughs> but here we are. Um, so, yeah, that's, gonna, that's your big block of 12. The big three... All running four car oh, lineups and
2: Tony yep. Kanan for one last ride at Ganassi again
3: <laughs>
2: you again sure? again. How, how many times is this? I mean, his third last team. ride, <laughs> his third last drive. I think second with Ganassi. Yeah. Um, you know, really love to see Kanan get one last one. He back in the good old IRL days without having to make great liveries to hide those crap wagons. Ooh. To quote, a, to quote a lesser driver, um, I'd love to see him get one more win. Yeah, as, I, as one of my boys from when I was a little kid.
3: Oh yeah, I, I think he still definitely got the uh, the drive to do it, and I think it's going to be good that Tony Canon is going to have another shot at a retirement tour, and this time there are actually going to be fans at all these venues that can actually come out to see it.
0: Yeah. Because I think uh, we hope. He,
3: dif- he didn't... I don't think he... I think he won't look back on it. It's just like, you know what? I don't want to go out and close doors races. Lucky to finish in the top 10 in AJ Foy. No offense to AJ Foy mm. Racing, but yeah. Mm. This is a mm. much better uh, platform to to wind down an IndyCar career. I think he'll do and- well at it. And just dying about on things. Marcus Erickson will bring the car home in the points. I would hope that he wins a race. I would love to see him make further progress and not just be, you know, the midfield and F one guy that turned into the midfield be car dry.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. But yeah, to, to follow on from that point, real quick, we joke about him a lot. We make all the Vin Diesel jokes under the sun. We all like Tony Canon. He's a he's a great, funny, charismatic figure. Embraces he's embraced sim racing in the last year as well. He's done a lot for the sim racing scene if you know who to ask as well. He's one if of the all round great guys in the sport, so you know go back like,
2: a few I, days and uh in, in the Motorsport one oh one Discord and we were mm-hmm. watching Family Feud featuring indie car drivers <laughs> and Tony Canon kissing the rest of his
0: it's impossible not to Uh, like that man it's hilarious he's hilarious, doesn't take himself too seriously charismatic, great guy wish him all the best in the ovals with with Chip and hopefully he gets to go out on his terms in a blaze of glory that would be cool to see those are the big 12, all 12 cars in the the big 3 contenders we're going to get into the smallest, like, more independent teams now. And uh, first on the list is Rahul, Lanigan Race Racing, RLL. And uh, we they've retained their lineup. Uh, Graham Rahul in the 15 car. Takuma Sato in the 13 car. Oh, sorry, 30. Sorry, not 13. The 30 car. The reigning Indy 500 uh, champion as well. Um, not a lot to say about about them. And besides, they were just really good last year. Like, Graham Rahul, even... very... Quietly I hesitate went about to call the position.
2: midfielders. I yeah, hesitate like the- to call the midfielders. They were really punching it up with the three teams we considered the dominant forces in IndyCar.
0: Yeah, like, Graham Rahul had the quietest top six championship finish <laughs> I can remember for a long time. Because, because, because he didn't win a race, but he was in the top five five times last season, including the 500. Takuma won the damn things. Obviously, he took a lot of the glory for RLL, but Graham Rahul put in work. Like, you know, Again, top six championship finish. They were sixth and seventh overall last year, and again, they were knocking on the door of the big boys almost well, every let's, week.
2: Let's keep something in mind as well. Due to circumstances hmm. at the first race, Takuma Sato could not take part.
0: Yeah, they you missed know. the first round. Missed the first round. So... Despite losing out on 50-plus points in the first race, Takuma still finished 7th overall. It was a mighty effort from RL last season. Um, they had the 500 win, and obviously he missed the first round of the season as well um, through, obviously, having a damaged car and couldn't take the grid. So, t- He just keeps all getting better. And seventh, yeah, they, they keep getting better and better. I mean, like it, it might genuinely be harsh now to call them midfielder because they were... The top contenders to the the usual big three we had last year, top to bottom. And the question is, can they build on that? I mean,
2: they said uh, earlier, Graham Rahal was just relentlessly consistent, quiet, but almost always in the top five, cranking out just great points, Uh, a little quiet because he didn't have uh, a win. Although he was in contention in two or three races last year for uh at least a podium, if not a win. And of course finished third at the five hundred, hounding Scott Dixon for second place.
0: Mm. Just a hard just, it was just hard for Graham to make passes as it was for most of the field that day in the five hundred. It was just track position was king that day on that that day during during Indianapolis. And yeah, it was hard for But I do remember Graham was right on the back of Dixon towards the end of that race as Sato took off. Um, We we were this close to an RLL one two. Yeah, we were this close to an RLL one two finish. Now, how how crazy would that have been um, for Bobby Rahal and company? I think Bobby would have exploded. As if one three is terrible. (laughs) Yeah,
2: as uh, uh, I think, and David Letterman's beard grew ten sizes that day.
0: Oh dear, very, very much so I mean, I think the big question really for them is is is, is, is this a one-off? Can they keep doing this? Um, because they're going to have a lot more cars in front of them to challenge this year because the big three are now all running four-car setups um, and they have yeah, loading numbers in their seats mm.
2: It's something they don't have They have exactly. two Excellent drivers, you know, we, we we give Graham a lot of a lot of shtick on the show, but when he's on it, he's very, very good. As good as anyone in the series. I mean mm. we're talking about before um, before technical difficulties, Graham Rahal was the only Honda worth a damn in twenty fifteen when they were running a single car team, and we yeah. were wondering does this team really have a future? Mm. And Graham proved that he could fight with the big boys. Now they have a team that whose performance is as strong as it was then. And Takuma has turned himself into a permanent threat for the Indy 500.
0: At age Two 44. and four years. He, he's 44 years old now, Takuma. And he's, he's, he's now turned into one of the frontline 500 challenges. And. Yeah, it's only going to be a harder challenge because, like I said, they've got they've got twelve now top top flight cars that we or twelve established top tier cars that we know about running against them, and yeah, RLL's always swum up. I had to fight the tide from an uphill standpoint to challenge, um, but they did it last year with flying colours. So that there's a lot of there's a lot of good to come out of R L camp right now. A lot to be. Excited about, I and mean, you know, maybe, maybe they can win more than just the five hundred, which is a weird thing to say with Takuma. But, Kuma, but uh, they, well, if they've you're they've only going to win one race, pretty solid. Yeah, one. you man. know, it's it's a good pick. Yeah, it's a it's a good pick mm. up, certainly. One of their main contenders alongside them in that, shall we say, upper midfield battle. Uh, it's, it's it's the brand you know and love, folks. It's the Harrow McLaren schmidt Peterson team. Mick um, Schmevy. Yes, you know, it looks heavy, um, and yeah, returning to the number five car, which I'm still not bitter about at all, Patricio Award, who was fourth in the championship last year, which again, an incredible season from the young Mexican, and no one no, no would ever ask you in the seven car, instead, Felix Rosenquist joins over from Chip Ganassi Racing, who was 11th last year, and I mean... We we gushed about Pado last year on this show, and rightly oh so. My, he was
2: fantastic.
0: Um, amazing how he didn't win a race. I mean, he, the the one we'll probably remember most was Road America, where he was denied by his his now teammate. <laughs> right.
2: um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't don't, don't piss out. off uh, don't <laughs> piss off your fellow driver on the first race of a doubleheader. They may be in a position to be lapped, and they may not give you the right away.
0: No. Um, but yeah, amazing how that turns out but Pato was second three times last year, it was, it was like the Jack Miller role uh, of GP only in IndyCar, didn't win a race was second on three separate occasions but just kept racking up the scorer's sheet and then ended up in fourth overall, I remember when we, we sat down as a podcast and watched the season finale in St. Petersburg and we were like Wait a minute! Panama Award is fourth overall. Um, we couldn't believe it. It was it, we, we didn't realize how the maths had shaken out, and um, yeah, I mean we saw like, it in
2: his first year, and what ended up being a pretty disastrous season. But we saw the flashes of it. We saw the proof in the pudding. And mm. once he got some equipment underneath him, lit the lit the fuse and let him go.
3: Yeah, I think. Um... I've always held Patricio Ward's talent in very high regard. and I think just having that stability in his career, which he didn't have in 2019, through a myriad of reasons as he bounced Whew. from series to series and from program to program, uh, that certainly helped. Did you know that you finished only all but three laps this past season? Uh, and wow. only with Newgarden and Ditson of course,
0: completing every lap last year? That's, that's pretty good but, company. Pretty good company, pretty reliable, very consistent. That's rule number one: be consistent. Don't don't put, don't make any any major errors. And he didn't really over the course of the year. And if you do that, you'll always punch above your weight a little bit. And that's exactly what Pado did to a massive margin. Um, and R J made a fantastic point. He was all over the place in 2019. We had no idea what this man's future was going to hold. Obviously, the Red Bull Academy, you know, a, a changing of the guard at Schmidt Peterson. Um, you know, off a potential Formula Two which never materialized. It's, it's been it's been a crazy time for Paddo. This the is the first months. time
2: Pado's had his team mm. in, in IndyCar, Ouchy. and really just in motorsport in general. This is his team. They they've built around him. He is their future, and I think he has to beware the. Can't really call it a sophomore slump because this would be technically his third year, but. Mm. Not to run before he can walk If he just keeps doing Keeps building on what he did last year He's already going to be a championship contender He's already that good
0: I would just say Just keep doing what you're doing kid Because yeah. what you did last year was excellent The win will come If you keep doing that You know, you put yourself in positions like that Eventually your luck will come good I have no doubt about that in my mind at all, and um, yeah, I, it's that—that that is a hell of a young talent that that McLaren's got underneath them there, and uh, a guy you can build a team around certainly. And Felix, I mean, it's, it's, it's Felix <laughs> is an interesting case because it's like we've all been extremely high on the guy we used to nickname Driver for Hire on this show. Um, Felix rising quick. He's fa- he's found a home in IndyCar. First year, you know, we gave him a bit of a benefit of the doubt. Second year, improved, got his first win in the series. That was good. And But then <coughs> he was caught up in a very competitive midfield, finished 11th overall, and then chipped for... I've got this another younger, faster guy I can bring in instead. And well, I it think... Was, uh,
3: it was a surprise it, 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 when he it, it, left... He left yeah. to join Aaron McLaren SP thinking, you know, I have mm. a better chance of uh, standing out here than I ever would have at Chicken Assy Racing.
2: Well, when you're paired with Scott Dixon, uh, yeah, you know, the team is ball. always, he's always going to be the uh, mm. the point with which that team builds around. Felix blows really hot and then he blows really cold. And he's got a little bit of in between, but I think if he can eliminate the cold and just be more consistent, he's going to move his way up the point standings. I'm not so sure if... I, I kind of feel like he's in a similar situation here. I think McLaren is going to build around Patricio more than they ever would. Well, yeah. anyone else that might come into that team.
0: Why wouldn't you? you know. Um, you got a guy who was fourth overall last year, and it's still not even twenty-five yet. I mean, in IndyCar, that's gold dust. Um, you know, and, and you know, you know, talents like that in that series don't drop very often. No. Um, you know, so to have that and have it's Rosenquist in your two-car lineup, you could do a hell of a lot worse than those two right there. Um, yeah, and um, is going to be their main threat, and again, like Schmidt Peterson is a team that is desperate to do two things. They want to establish themselves against the big boys, and they desperately want a 500. Um, We've seen them throw the house at the 500 with, shall we say, again, mixed success over the last few years. Again,
2: uh, when it's good, it's great. When it's bad, it's bad. You're packing up and going home. Um, I think last year was uh, it says in the notes, Proof that this team can do great things. Mm. Now you got to go out and do them. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we've also got a a, a third McLaren driver. Um, another McLaren reunion I never figured would happen. Juan Pablo <laughs> <Yeah. of> Montoya. JTM <laughs> uh, is back. In in the creamsicle, as we have uh, affectionately <laughs> nicknamed it, for the five hundred and. I think he really bolsters their 500 chances. He's going for his third 500 in six attempts and brings a wealth of experience in just about anything with four wheels
0: to a yeah. very young team. Like if Montoya's got a good setup, he just flies around, around Indianapolis. Oh, yes. He's just that good at it. And, and that's yeah, going to trickle that-
2: down for Patricio and Felix as well.
0: You'd think, you know, so if you want to take a punt on a third wheel for the month of May, it's a pretty good name to take out of the hat, a guy that's won 33%, or should I say won 40% of his attempts at the 500 so far in his career. Um, not a so bad say, hit that's, rate. It's, it's, it's <laughs> not bad. <laughs> that's pretty decent. Pretty, de- pretty decent, yeah. so yeah.
2: And, uh, yeah. I mean, his accolades speak for themselves. Uh, one of the fastest guys in F1, when he was in F1. Mm. IMSA champion, many-time Daytona 24 Hours champion, and he's still—he's still putting in great performances when he shows up in whatever you put him in.
0: Indeed, yeah, a lot to be excited about there in the uh, mclaren fit Peterson camp. On the other end of the scale, it says next to the most is AJ Foyt Racing. Ah, uh, can only yeah. get better, right?
2: It can only yeah. get
0: better because if it
2: gets worse, we have to question the existence of this team.
0: Yeah. Um, for perspective, uh, Dalton Kettit, uh, is, is now there in the number four car. Uh, he was the bottom ranking of all the full-time runners last year. By he, this, He only stuff. had two finishes inside the top 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, mean, it was even when... worse than I thought.
3: <sighs>
2: and second driver... You know him, you love him, Sebastian Bourdais. His quality speaks for itself, and he couldn't do Jack Didley squat with this team last year as a part-time runner.
0: Yeah, three races at the end of last year didn't really go anywhere with it. It was there was it was. Oh, he, he had that
3: fourth at St. Petersburg, though.
2: That was the only bright point for that team all year, though. And Pretty again, much. Sebastian Bourdais is his talent. Is, is above reproach.
3: I mean, he's just off won the, Sebring. He just won Sebring a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, the French pain he's...
0: train. Yeah. Seb Bourdais is still Seb Bordet, and one of the best drivers of this generation. The problem is he's driving for AJ Foyt, um, and like I'm not even sure a man of Bourdais' ability could paper over all of those cracks. Because yeah, uh,
3: that's the thing. Uh, yeah. They had another veteran guy like that, and Tony Cannon's just left. They've invested in exciting young talents, and Carlos Munoz, and Mateus Leister all out of the sport. It's all very efforts.
2: telling that no matter who they plug in to the driver's seats, nothing really works. And we they know that everything. they don't have
3: that many resources. We know that Dalton Kellett is bringing in money to go along with his engineering skills... And a pretty pedestrian Indy lights record.
2: There's just not much to really get excited about with this team, which is a shame because there are great people in this team. Yeah, mm. we know we we know there's plenty of talented individuals, but it just never really comes together for Foyt, does it? Yeah,
0: it, it's it's a bit like it's a bit like what the Cleveland Browns were in the NFL about two or three years ago when they were having the few Jackson era where they were barely winning anything, and I sat there and I thought. A good Browns team would be great for the game. Like they, they play in such yeah. a competitive division, and now we've seen Cleveland, who you know made the playoffs last year, They're upset not bad. a couple of big name division rivals. I think yeah. I look at that in the same way I look at AJ Foyt racing. It would be great for the sport if Foyt's team was competitive and yeah. was. Regardless of what you
2: think about the man himself, yeah. AJ Foyt is. One of the greatest racing drivers to ever do it—that's not an yeah. exaggeration. That is that is fact. He's and in this stuff. series, more than any other. Mm. And yet his team has been relegated to irrelevance for, jeez. This is decades, this is way
3: before reunification, by the way. Way like they before starting, yeah. they were starting to trend downhill. Once all the other teams from CART started leaving.
2: Mm. Yeah, once the teams that actually uh, mattered in American Open Wheel Racing jumped back over to IRL, AJ Foyt took the trip down and Barr, mm. the occasional flash, haven't really shown anything since. And it's a sh- again, it's a shame because there is a lot of great drivers who've come into this team. Give King a second yeah. here. <laughs> great drivers <laughs> have come into this team and have walked out with their careers in tatters.
0: Mm. Mm.
3: It says a lot that You know, Takuma Sato Managed to get some success In his first year And then by the end of that He drove out of his just, mind yeah, to win a yeah. race He drove out of his mind to win a race And then by the end of it, we all thought This dude is washed
2: yeah. O- yeah. And On then, uh, the
3: contrary To be proven what, deadly what? wrong The minute Walked he into got Andretti. out of H-Foy,
2: Walked into and Andretti And dunked a 500 win On Elio Nevis's head
3: I'd love to see that happen for Sebastian Bourdais. I'd love to see him get at least one more win to close out the career because, you know, he didn't get he didn't end his time at Dale Coyne Racing or his time at Dale Coyne Racing did not end on the terms that maybe he would have wanted it or that a driver of his caliber deserves. I know a bunch Mm -hmm. of bitter champ car fans think that he is the worst driver to ever win four consecutive national titles. He's also the only one that's ever done it. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, he is the worst because he's still the only one who
3: ever did it.
0: Problem <laughs> of one; it works both ways. It's, <laughs>
3: I, I would love to see him find his way back to victory lane. I'd love to see him come out on top, and you know,
2: absolutely,
3: I'd love to see some forward progress from Dalton Calett. He seems like a very smart, nice dude. I just I don't see him amounting to much more than a replacement level driver. I've been worse replacement levels drivers. To be fair, oh, Drake, what have I
0: told you? What have I told you about on this show about if the first thing you say about a driver's abilities that they're a very nice dude? What does that normally mean? Uh, it means that they're replacement
3: level at best. We yeah. want
2: this is we sound really down on them. We want to see more out of them because obviously, as Dre said, it would be great for the sport. I just don't see it happening with this team As currently constructed Both internally
0: right. and out on track oh. Indeed No one wants that Like We want this team to do well But they just don't have the resources Don't have the logistics And don't really have the talent to make it work I mean they got Seb But Seb is on his it. own is not going to cut it I mean, you know, and yeah. They've he, had he's... talented dudes In this camp before And it's still not worked out Remember, We know how good ago, Carlos
2: Muno is yeah, like Munoz's. like two
0: years ago, this team had this team had Connor Daly and Carlos Munoz, and they produced the square root of fuck all, and both got cleaned out. It wasn't yeah. great, and they're better than that. And uh, you know,
2: they've proved that the they're hope. better
0: than that since and before. Indeed, indeed. I'm just going to pause for a second now and wait for King mm-hmm. on this one. Oh, there he is. Hi. He's popped up again. Welcome back. Uh, Hi King, Um, shout shout out to your mum She seems cool Um, (laughs) We love King's mum Right Let's get into Ed Carpenter Racing Uh, Our favourite comedic midfielding team In the field Space
2: Guardian Ed Carpenter
0: Space Guardian Ed Carpenter What a phrase that is And one (gasps) that completely makes sense If you knew the context behind it Beautiful Um yeah, he's back again in the number 20 car, he's splitting that with uh, Journeyman, uh, the new driver for hire, Connor Daly, who can't get a full-time seat to save his life, but also is too good not to just be left on the curb. Um, Daly will be splitting that car with him, but he does get his own car for the 500, he gets his own 47 US car for the 500, but he, otherwise he splits the 20 car with Ed Carpenter, he'll be doing all the road and street courses. Returning in the 21 car as well is the 2020 Rookie of the Year, Renus VK. Somebody do a spin move on the chair. No, not quite, I'm but not still. I'm not sitting in my chair right now. Um, Whoa. Yeah, there we go. There's that's, that's, that's some rotation. Um, yes, but again, Renus VK, again, another one of the incredibly talented young rookies that hit the scene last year and immediately impressed people. Um, only Chevy to make the fast nine at the 500. Yeah. The fastest Chevy in qualifying trim and the only guy in the top 13 that was a Chevy yeah. was Renus VK Incredibly impressive kid. Um, the one that stood out for me was the wheel to wheel fight he had with Colton Herter at the Harvest Grand Prix. And I, oh, and I literally that turned. R- yeah.
2: Superb.
0: I, I literally turned around, hit Twitter and said, if that's the future of this series, the series is in very safe hands. Mm. Um, and, yeah. Incredibly talented kid. Let's not forget, he came out of the Max Verstappen camp. And if he's, got, if he's even 50% of Max's talent, we're looking at a very special kid here. Um, that's going to be a lot of where the promise lies in this Ed Carpenter team. It's going to be seeing how Rena's VK develops.
2: Yeah, I mean... Te- team is generally hovered in the hall of Pretty good And mm. then at the 500 They pour in all the resources Because that's the big race yeah. That is, you know, mm. Ed Carpenter Is the hometown guy
3: That's the only thing that's keeping him going At this point uh, as yeah, a he, drive. He's
2: never going to log off He <laughs> wants that time He's going to be uh, here at
0: age 50 Like Buddy Lazare Just like to keep <laughs> trying <Yep. laughs> You know, so yeah, he's going to keep trying and keep rolling. I mean, let's not forget, a couple of years ago, he ran for like in second for the vast majority of that five hundred. He led the race. Uh, yeah, like, he, yeah, he, he led Paul. Yeah, he led several. Like like Ed. Like I know True we joke about Ed a lot on this show, but at the five hundred, he is still every bit a relevant contender, even way into his age forties. You know, Carpenter is still an excellent. I mean, over early specialist.
2: on and. Was it in 2019? He was the only guy keeping Pagano honest at the start of the race. Mm-hmm.
0: Those two were just mm-hmm. beating
2: the brakes off each other. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. he's he still got it on ovals, oval specialist Ed Carpenter. <laughs> and as you said, Renus VK was electric last year. Rookie of mm. the year, fastest Chevy at Indian qualifying, and a little rough around the edges, but the good was good.
3: Yeah, yeah. Very good. First and foremost, it's it's really hard to be a rookie in IndyCar. So if you're so if you're running somewhere in the top five, competing for wins at any stage of your rookie season, you are in good hands. He's it's very much the them. future of this team because Ed Carpenter Racing have not had a legitimate number one dude at this team. Not for lack of trying, because they've had dudes that have had flashes of talent, but it hasn't worked out. They haven't mm-hmm. had dudes since Joseph Newgarden left for Petsky.
0: Yeah. Yep, yeah. and There's like yeah, big new garden vibes out of this kid.
2: I'd argue in that seat, he's been even more impressive than New Garden was there, mm. at least at this stage, and big shoes
3: to fill. Y'all want to talk What's about impressive? Me? Let's talk about that Molla day we has been growing in the off season. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> you you thought you thought that is like the classic Camaro cut.
2: Oh. My God! I, um, I drive a 2002 Camaro, the Bugatti Veyron of the trailer park.
0: <laughs> that is quite the mullet that Connor Daly has grown, in. it's like it's one of those things that you made me re- that made me realize. Oh my God, he's 29 years old now. He isn't just he feels young. he still feels like a baby. He's 29, Cam. He's 30 in December. Oh uh, like, my. God it's it's a,
2: it's the effect of him not really being in a full-time seat for years and we look over wait wait, wait he's how
3: old yeah
0: he's
3: he did a, He, he a kind of strung together a full-time deal between Ed Carpenter and Carlin uh because of that whole situation. Jumping
2: between two teams does yeah, not, not really count.
3: I mean, granted, he was when he was there at Carlin, he was doing a lot of a lot of
0: heavy heavy lifting when he was there. I,
2: I I can't believe I I can't believe his back held up under mm. all that carrying.
0: Very sore. Very sore, and that's just it. That that's the daily way: carrying, fighting, tooth and nail to whatever he can get in this series. He so wants to race in this series full time. He's not had a full time seat in a couple of years. Um, he's been determined to try and secure a, a, a full time seat in the series, and this is this is the nearest he's gotten in a couple of years now. So I, I hope this is the one where it works out because. I think Daly is more than good enough to have his own car in the yeah. series. Yeah, when, um, when he
2: has the equipment under him, he's as he is solid upper midfielder, and give him time in the team to actually gel with everyone because people underrate how important stability is and oh, gotcha. knowing that you have, knowing that you have a job in the sport, and you have a ride to just go out and do your job. Yeah, oh, and yeah. Daly hasn't had that And he still
3: put in excellent performances He hasn't had that since all his all that potential at Foyt Was flushed down the toilet four years ago As I mean, we just what, talked about yeah, yeah, wasn't it just like When he was a rookie at Dale Coyne We were thinking, are we sure Alexander Rossi Was the rookie of the year just because he won the 500? Mm, yeah. That's the kind of potential that Connor Daly has He just hasn't been able to show that
0: and, and since then, this is the 8th different team he's driven for in IndyCar, which has to be up no there on some, on some on some sort of record sheet for most different teams he's draced for, because the there is a core plan. Alright, yeah, you need to throw
2: like... him in the, uh, get him in the 3 car at Penske and get him in the 48 at uh, Ganassi for one off. Just...
0: Hey, i got bingo. I've got bingo here. Um, this... <laughs> um, but yeah, like Daly is a talented kid. He'll make he'll make that work. I couldn't. I shouldn't be calling him kid. He's a year older than I am. I mean, shit. <laughs> but here we are. Um, you forget he's twenty nine. Again, it's just it's just one of those crazy things. He's been such a journeyman now, in and out of the series. And. Yeah, I, I hope this is the one where it finally breaks through for him. Because the man can drive. He's a great asset for the paddock as well. He's a very funny, likable young man. And, and, and you know, who's again, he's, you know, he's endearing to a lot of people on the internet. People like, he's people someone who we Daly. can
2: say, yeah. like, he's a good dude, he's a funny dude, and he can wheel a race car.
0: Yeah. What more could you want? Dale Coyne, speak of the devil. Um... Coming when it comes to fun teams, Now we've mentioned that Vassar Sullivan is funding the 18 car again. Ed Jones is back in the series, and we're going to bring back. back the Ed jones where, where we where we switch between um, plucky Brit and struggling Emirati. Depends on the context. Well, that'll be fun to keep an eye on over the course of 2021. You want to talk
3: about a team of reclamation projects, and wild wow. <laughs> oh oh <my> <laughs> If you love that, Dale Coin is for you, because who's splitting that 51 car?
2: Uh, Romain Grosjean and Pietro Fittipaldi.
0: Wow. Grosjean
2: <laughs> on the road courses, Fittipaldi on ovals.
0: That's team redemption. I mean, like that, that that's really what you should and be Can We Point talk Racing. about
2: redemption. We also <laughs> should talk about the uh, co-owners of that 51 car who um let's just say as of time of recording Rick Ware Racing is going through it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is really awful that we are putting uh, putting James Davison in a position to be a sympathetic character in NASCAR, but that's beside it. Oh. We're, not, we're not talking about that. Oh. Let's, talk, let's talk about Ed Jones. Ah. Let's talk about Pietro Rapaldi. <laughs> let's start talking about Romain Grosjean. Because right. we haven't seen this dude in a competitive car, a car that looks capable of winning races, and what in sounds like minute. a hot almost a decade. Since he was at Lotus the Third.
2: Since 2013, we have not seen Romain Grosjean in a car capable of displaying his talents because for all the memes, for all the jokes, Romain Grosjean was the only man giving Sebastian Vettel any challenge in the second half of 2013.
3: And he was arguably the only man, like, he was constantly the man that was doing way more work for us than I think a, a lot of people would have. I think Correct. people only stopped to realize how good, how productive he actually was when we almost lost him in Bahrain. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Not only that, but watching him run a Lotus E22 in fifth place in 2014 until the <laughs> engine let go in Spain. That horrible car that killed my favorite team in F1. I'm okay. I'm okay Look,
3: in, in that regard, <laughs> and, and going that, to I going mean, to race for Dale Coyne, this should be easy.
2: <laughs> oh be my a God! Not to mention uh, watching the events of the first Grand Prix in 2021, where well, one Haas driver didn't make it past the third turn. Yeah, and you realize, hmm, maybe it wasn't all Grosjean and Magnussen.
0: I will say, really, though, <laughs>
3: I will say though, Grosjean is coming <laughs> to learn a whole new set of circuits. Whole set of road courses this is a whole new yep. different ball game for him. We understand that, but he does. He's... He is a he is a more versatile driver than people realize, and and he is a better driver than people have realized or would like to admit.
2: And uh, if you watch on social media, he has fully embraced the grind of trying to learn this IndyCar. car. He's actually been posting uh, helmet cam onboards every time he tests. Fantastic uh, to
0: watch. Mm. Uh,
2: it's, it's wonderful to watch him work. I've always loved the way he corners a car and listening to him swear under his breath when he makes a mistake is kind of funny. (laughs) I just like uh, how we've all been that guy on a racing Mm.
3: scene. I like how every F one journeyman that winds up in IndyCar, and I know that's like a cliche at this point for F one journeyman to just go to IndyCar, but they all seem to have fun. And once they get here, I don't know what it is.
2: It's a much more relaxed series, I think, across the board. A yeah. much more unified paddock in the sense of everyone knows each other, everyone jokes around, no one is uh, looking for every last ounce of dirt on their fellow competitor.
0: Agreed, agreed. And um, it's, I think is a, a great fit for him.
2: Yeah, I think Grosjean wants to just get back to enjoying racing because I can't, I can't imagine that he was enjoying the last couple of years at Haas.
0: No, definitely not. And yeah, like I said, like it's gonna it's gonna be very interesting to see how he goes. Again, he's not gonna drive the ovals. He said, "Hey, if we're in a championship position, I may consider doing Gateway." Because oh, <laughs> he's missing the 500. Walk still. before you can <laughs> run, Roman. Come on, yeah. R- r- take it easy, Romain. Take it easy. But I mean, great to see him. Great to see Pietro Fillipoldi back in this series. Because my man, he's he's been through it in all the last couple of years in motorsport. Oh my God. To say the least. Jeez, he was. Um, go- the-
2: we were gonna see him in this series, and then, um, well, in an LMP1 car, there's few worse places to lose all power steering, and then at the bottom of Eau Rouge. Yeah,
3: and back, he arguably back, came back. back. He came back way, way too soon for that. I'm I amazed that he came. He back. came back. He came
2: back and was involved in the crash that injured Robert Wickens. Was he not?
3: Uh, yeah. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. That's. He was that's- involved
2: in that crash. First thing back with legs that were still uh, not fully healed, which
3: was never a good sign. And it's a shame because Pietro Fittipaldi, you know, it's great that he got that cup of coffee at Haas because for a while, it looked like he was going to be doing no racing at all in 2020. And it's great that he's getting this handful of races because Hey, it's another legacy driver. The Fittipaldi name means something in IndyCar through Emerson's mm-hmm. two five hundred wins, through his national championship. Of course, his nephew Christian had Morris some Houston. success and you know it's it's I'm glad that Pietro's it's gonna a, get a chance. I wanna see a Fittipaldi running up front of the five hundred again. I would love to see that.
2: Mm. It's a name it's a name in multiple series of motorsport that is just it's, it's rarefied right. air to be Indeed. a Fittipaldi and on his own merits, Pietro has proved himself to be a perfectly capable driver.
3: Yeah. To do as well as he did with, like, no experience standing in for Romain Grosjean. Mm. Yeah, I know he was finishing largely at the back in a crap car, but... He, still he was did, in a crap car. He, he did much better than he had any right, any driver would have had any right to be on the circumstances he was given. And uh, talking about drivers that if were out of racing entirely... Remember, Ed Jones' fallback option after losing his IndyCar ride was supposed to be DTM, and then that fell through for 2020. So he just spent mm. all last year on the sidelines. Now he's back full time, replacing uh, some other guy that left the series. Uh, wonder what Talk happened. It. but uh, Ed Jones, yeah. golly, and I would black. love to see him recapture the form that many people believe should have made him Indy 500 rookie of the year in
0: 2017. Yeah, I, don't I was going to say like. He, he's back at the team where he first burst on the scene when, when he came through on, on and had a very impressive rookie season got the Chip Ganassi seat in the tank car didn't work out, probably a bit too much too soon for Ed um, but even so yeah, talk about getting thrown
2: in the deep end
0: yeah, like, very, very talented driver. Was very solid at Dale Coyne the first G, He was there. Multiple top 10s. Fourth place finish at the 500. Yeah, three podium finishes as well. The guy was excellent at Dale Coyne racing. And, like I said, we, we we talk about Dale Coyne a lot. If there's one team that likes to throw the dice strategically and see if they can get their way up the field that way, Dale Coyne loves a gamble. Um, and that could easily see some of those runners up the field a couple of times next year, and that in itself will be fun. Yeah, definitely. You but, uh, most yeah. of
2: the time when they're not employing drivers that we uh, well have mixed emotions towards. Let's say uh, they're always a fun, fight. very very fun team.
3: Yeah, it's it's amazing that they are the last of the survivors left from the pre from the Champ Car World Series era. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. the last one standing of the other side of the IndyCar split.
0: Indeed. Now we've got two more teams to go. They're mostly going to be running one car throughout the rest of the season, but we'll get, we'll touch on them briefly. First and all, we like them around here. Mayor Shank in here. Um, our friend and yours. Let's go Jack Harvey back in the <laughs> 60 car. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Jack Harvey. Uh, we stand. Um, let's go Jack Harvey. He'll be in the number 60 car. Flip the numbers around for a second, and in the 0-6 car running a five-race schedule in 2021. Anybody got the gel ready, boys? Because uh You're reigning
3: defending you reigning but not defending IMSA top class champion. Reigning but not defending, but uh, well, he did co-drive
2: in that car that won the twenty-four hours of Daytona this year. Yeah. Mm. Helio
0: Castroneves, who still has Magnificent hair. Thank you. Uh, Perfect. Uh, While we all get our hair of varying quantity, Buckets of Place, uh, I mean... We we know
2: what he's all about. He has uh, has a few Indy 500 wins. Three of them. Mm, Casual three Indy 500 wins. Greatest striker will never
3: win a national championship for my money.
2: Probably. Yeah. No arguments there. Uh, First time... Well, first time in IndyCar out of the Penske
0: stable. Yeah, it it's weird seeing him. In, in, in a, it, it was weird seeing him at McLaren last year, and it's now even weirder to see him in hot pink um, at Mayor Shank Racing because uh, that is going to be weird to see him in the 06 car. He's still determined to make history That's and tie four. the all time record for four five hundred wins. Um, he'll be 46 years old when he takes that on 46 he'd, he'd just years tu- old and... he'd have just turned 46 as he attempts once again to climb the fence and uh, that is going to be fascinating to keep an eye on because we all know Helio comes alive when it's the, when it's the month of May oh, so that's yeah. going to be great to see how that rolls well, up not
2: just that I mean just mm. like the drivers the, the, the up there in age drivers we talked about previously in this episode mm. he's as good as ever I mean, yeah. he took that that MSA championship last year by force.
0: Indeed, like it's going to be great to see how he goes up. And of course, we love Jack Harvey on this show. Don't let the fifteenth in the championship last season fool you. I think he was. He, I think the last year and a half, he's been way more impressive than his overall standing show. Like Absolutely. Jack, can I think. Trust. I think them.
2: Last year was a big transition year going from, effectively, an Andretti satellite team to their own team proper. Mm. That, plus they've moved back to sports cars this year in terms of prototypes. Yeah. There's a lot of change internally at this team. And I think it it could work for them or work against them. I hope... I've always liked Shank in sports car racing. When they go all in, when they put their best minds to a project, they are as good a team as does exist in motorsport.
3: And I think having right. Castronevas there is going to help. Harvey has shown Spence, some man. incredible results for the limited resources that they've had. Um, I expect him to make further progress. Heck, I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls off a first career win out of nowhere, just like that. Yeah. Indianapolis Road Course
2: again. oh my goodness, yeah and plenty of sponsorship flowing into this team now they're getting resources together they are they are a team that on their own merits, they should be looking to move up the grid this year and I think they can
0: last team as well to get out of the way Carlin is back we've only got one full time car and it's been split, they're going to have a second car for the 500, but that's not been confirmed who's driving it yet Um, Max Chilton is back in the 59 Carling car, but he's not doing the ovals because Chilton, um, vetoed that a couple of years ago. But he's doing the 500. But he's doing the the
2: 500. Just the 500, which now as a result of schedule changes is by an order of magnitude the fastest oval on the calendar.
0: Yeah, I just... I don't get it, but here we. I mean, obviously, the Chilton thinks the 500 is worth the risk, but not the other ovals that are on the calendar. He
2: thinks it's worth doing that beautiful 2020 helmet and then miss, uh, misspelling <laughs> Dario Franchitti's name. <laughs> oh,
0: that still hurts. I'll
2: never oh. not be mad about it.
0: Oh, it was a stunning helmet design, and it was just that one little typo. Of... <laughs> no, but good to see Chilton back again. Another guy that. It's, like, it's amazing how he's like I don't want to do ovals all that much When his best attribute when he was in the series Was his ovals Better like, than you think at ovals 20, Only Knight's
3: uh, win was on an oval
0: Best IndyCar finish
3: was on an oval
2: 2017 While we were all focusing on What would happen with Alonzo's car Before it uh, sent a connecting rod Into exploded. low earth orbit uh, We forget Max Chilton Was leading at the time yeah, oh. and holding and holding that lead.
0: Left fifty laps in that race. Like you let a You don't lead fifty running. laps by, at Indianapolis by mistake. No, man can drive an oval, which yeah. is a weird way he's not doing them. Yeah. Uh, apart from one, which is very strange. But yeah, Carlin just needs to throw more resources at it. I think more than anything else. They're still relatively new. It's still a big step up from their lights days. It you feels, know, for the project like...
3: and. I don't know if he's, because I don't know if he's the right guy to be leading that team. Ideally, you would like to have somebody who is, let's just say, not just there for the sponsorship considerations. I know Matt Schulten is more than just sponsorship considerations, but his place at the team is certainly helped by those sponsorship considerations. I It it, it still
2: feels like a toe-in-the-water project, yet we're four years in.
0: Yeah. yeah, strangest year four of this project though, isn't it? That's come around quick, hasn't it? Like, jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, still work to do for the Carlin team. Hopefully Chilton will be the guy that lead them up the field again, and we'll have to wait and see how we go. As mentioned, all the 500 runners that are going to be part-time will mention in the month of May later on down the road, but before we get out of Dodge for the day, gentlemen, I'm going to hit you up. Your series champion will be... Joseph Newgarden, you already know
1: what it's all about. Oh lord, who would I pick for champion? Uh, Alexander Rossi.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Cam.
2: be a little spicy. Colton Herta. Ooh. I love
0: that. Do I go with four different names just for fun, even though Scott Dixon is out there dangling like a carrot <laughs> for me <the> to <laughs> take? Do it. I really should shouldn't I Because we,
2: we know that if Chris was here He would pick, pick Scott Dixon Because Chris De Hardy is boring
0: He is extremely boring um, We love you buddy We do love you Are we, are we, like, I, are we, are we really Going to have four predictions on this show And Scott Dixon is not one of them that, like, That's Dixon. blasphemy <laughs> That is sheer Blasphemy I'm gonna take Scott Dixon. I, I can't resist. Okay. Like I, I was this close to saying Will Power, but I was like,
1: mm.
0: "It's like Will Dixon." Um, just, <laughs> uh, it's just you, you can't Oh god! Um,
2: oh god! The fusion dance. Now he's um, vulnerable in qualifying and in the race.
0: It's the ultimate combination. And who wins the 500?
2: You know, you know me, Simon Pagino. Return to form after last year's disaster. I I think,
1: I think it's gonna be a car from ECR, but it's not gonna be the one the owner wants. I have a gut feeling maybe Renus VK wins the Indianapolis
3: five. Wow! Are, are y'all in YouTube chat? That's spicy. This <laughs> that, right,
2: that's, Spartan, that's a whoa. spicier
3: pick than my champion pick. <laughs> Damn. Ooh. I, I like that. Mm. Um, that's why I'm going to play it safe, and I'm going to say that it's going to be Scott Nitson's time to win that second 8500 title and give him some additional legitimacy that I don't think he needs to establish, but yet... He
2: doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, no, he doesn't. but, he doesn't, but it will be nice, like it? it?
0: I'm going to take the man that I think has got more upside at that track than anyone in the field. I'm going to take Alex Rossi to win the 500. I think... Oh, I think he's going to put it all together again this year and like when he's on it at the 500 he is unbelievable entertainment and just ultimate level speed is unlike anything I've seen in that track when Rossi is dialed in. I'm I'm going to be fascinated for that. It's going to be a fascinating season. It's hard
2: to not look very smug remembering
0: 2019. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you didn't count. Never. Not in a million years. Um That'll just about do it here for our IndyCar season previewing. Again, can't wait. Season opener this weekend at Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama. Good news for British viewers out there as well. Sky Sports News is showing every session live this year. So that includes the practice and qualifying. They've been very patchy about this over the last couple of years since having coverage of the series. But apparently now we're getting the whole shebang. On Sky Sports F1, so yay! Check that out if you it's haven't over. already. I believe the race is 8pm British time, um, um, in the UK, 3pm Eastern, um, in the in on um on in the United States times uh, on Freedom hours. But uh, yeah, check it all out on there if you haven't already. If you've not watched the series before, give it a chance. It is very fun indeed. A lot of great personalities, a lot of great characters. Great track for the series. Barber races tend to be very good. Um, Better as well, than people know. think. Oh, definitely. It, it, like You watch it and you think this shouldn't produce great racing, and yet it does. Um, yep. it, 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 it's <sighs> very fun to watch. It's a great series. It's a great racetrack. Hopefully, um, it will lead to another great race we'll talk about on next week's show, most likely. So, uh, yeah. Basically, you can find us one more time or on youtube.com forward motorsport 101 or on facebook.com forward motorsport 101 or on Twitter. Motorsport underscore one oh one. Our personal handles at Harrison one oh one HD, at Ryan Eric King, at RJ O'Connell, and at C Buckley nine one seven. We're on Instagram at Motorsport one oh one pod. And if you really like us, you can back us financially on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Motorsport one oh one. Well, $5 gets you early access to all of the audio versions of the show. You can upgrade to $10 for the video versions and access to the supporters club of our Discord server where you can listen to these shows live as they're being recorded. All those details and some written pieces as well. There's some fun stuff as well up there on motorsport101.com. And I've been Andre Harrison. Thank you very much for watching our IndyCar Season Preview. We'll be back next week to talk about that alongside the absolutely heaped weekend of motorsport, including Formula One at Imola, as well as MotoGP and Portimao with some ant on a bike coming back. Apparently, it's quite exciting. But until then, I've been Dre Harrison. They've been Cam Buckley, RJ O'Connell, and Ryan Eric King. And until next time, sayonara.
3: Later, y'all!
0: Why? I don't have an outro. I'm kind of just vibing. <laughs> Seriously, like we, we were this close to having a show with no one picking Scott Dixon to win the title. Not one of us. Yeah, we, we're a bunch of hipsters. We're <laughs> slaves
3: to circum- superstition. <laughs>